Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bellato, and today we have a great show lined up for you, as we do every week. But today we have Michael Johnston, who is the president of San Antonio Pipeliners Association, to talk to us about the association and get caught up on all the great work that they are doing. But I also wanted to switch gears and talk a little bit about this issue of Shell Magazine. We just released our latest issue in which on the cover is Brian Sheffield, who is the president of Parsley Energy. Now, if you know Brian Sheffield, you might know who his dad is, who uh, is Scott Sheffield, who up until I think maybe last year retired from Pioneer uh, Natural Resources as the CEO and president of that oil company. So we have uh, had the great pleasure of uh, introducing both of these men, uh, dad and son, to our readership. And of course, we want to introduce them to you. They really represent great companies and they also really represent uh, great leadership. And it's definitely an article that you want to read. And by the way, there's a lot of great tidbits in the new issue as well that just kind of go through great lifestyle pieces and great business discussions and content. So be sure to visit shellmag.com. Again, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. And be sure to check out the latest issue in which we have on the cover Parsley Energy CEO, Brian Sheffield. And now it's time for our resident energy expert and editor of Shell Magazine, David Blackman. David, welcome to this week's show. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, you know, we say that every week, but you're a part of the show. So we're just glad that you come back every week. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's that's a good point. I'll stop saying it. Um, You know, we've had a lot of interesting things happening. You know, we we, we now have these energy minutes that we're producing and they are just really quick, insightful tidbits that are being done by some of the Texas Railroad Commissioners, uh, specifically Commissioner Ryan Sinton and Christy Craddock has also um, been producing these energy minutes, David. And and what the real uh, delight about this is that it gives everyone an opportunity to understand really quickly what's the news in energy and anyone can understand it. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it really is. And they're, they're doing a great job with that. It's uh, it's really very informative and quick and, you know, and people are always pressed for time. So something like that's very valuable. It is. They're just driving around and hearing what's the latest gas prices and what's going on. And so that being said... I wanted to ask you, you know, oil prices for the West Texas Intermediate rose above 69 this week, and that's been the highest it's been since 2014. So is the glut over or what's going on with prices? Yeah, I think the the glut is over. I think uh, the glut's been completely dried up at this point. Uh, Inventories in the United States and uh, elsewhere across the world are uh, going down every week. And that just means uh, demand is outstripping supply at this point. And in spite of the, you know, pretty rapid increase in U.S. production, uh, 
this agreement between the the OPEC countries and Russia to control their exports has has really worked wonders and uh, produced pretty much exactly the the price for crude oil that they were targeting and uh, has been a rousing success. So. Um, you know, with demand still ramping up very rapidly uh, globally, uh, I think this is going to be a very strong year for oil prices. I think the price will be even higher at the end of the year than it is now. Interesting. Well, you know, speaking of gas prices, um, every time that I go to fill up my gas tank, and I'm sure there's a lot of people wondering this, why does it always seem that the price of gas goes up near the summertime? What What is happening? Well, and, and that does happen every year, and it, there's a lot of reasons for it. Of course, this year, uh, the rising price of crude oil is, is producing a lot of it. But, uh, you know, every year, all the refiners have to switch from their winter blends of gasoline, which there's only a handful of those uh, for different parts of the country, to the summer blends of gasoline, which uh, are more expensive to refine, first of all, because of the ingredients that have to be added to the gas. Uh, and second of all, because there's so many of these summer blends uh, that have to be distributed to different parts of the country, it's all a part of trying to control and reduce ozone in the metropolitan areas. And it's been a highly successful program. You know, you have to, to give the EPA credit on this one. This is a program that's been very successful at reducing and eliminating ozone all over the country. And, uh, but it does cost more. It adds cost to, to our gasoline during the summer months. And then, of course, you know, we just have higher demand for gasoline during the summer. People, the winter's over and people want to get in their car and take drives and go on vacations. And so anytime you have a higher demand for any product, the price tends to go up. So there's a lot of reasons for it. It happens every year. And I know it's frustrating. It's frustrating to me, too. Well, in, in the way you describe it, it also reminds me of wines. We have our summer wines and we have our winter wines. Well, we have yeah. our summer gas and we have our winter gas and the blends. Exactly. <laughs> kind of funny. Um, let's move into politics, something that's probably not so funny, right? Uh, the news media broke a very big deal that the new Quinnipiac poll says that Ted Cruz has only 47 to 44 lead over Bethel O'Rourke. Now, is this race really going to be that close? And is Ted Cruz in trouble? No, that's the short answer. Um, that's the fast answer. <laughs> joke. Yeah, well, it's a joke. It, it's, you know, it's one of these polls where they, they dummy up a sample that is just heavily tilted to the Democrats. Uh, you have in this sample, you have only 31 percent Republicans in a state that's very heavily Republican state. Only 24% Democrats and are other, some nebulous other category. Well, in reality, when you look at, at the voting, uh, comparative voting levels that took place during the primary season, you ought to have about 40% Republicans in this sample and about 30% Democrats and about 30% independents. And if you did, you would have a result in which Ted Cruz has an 8 to 10 point lead, which is about probably where the election's going to end up. But this is just one of those polls that uh, we're going to see a lot of them uh, during the during this general election that are out there just to create new stories, just exactly as, as we saw this week, you know, to, to just like we saw during the presidential. Election. I was just going to say polls, that. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. And they're just designed to create new stories and they're not real and they're and they're not really going to be predictive of the actual outcome of the race. But you know what? I wish that they wouldn't do that for the reason that. When you do that, 
you really make these people believe that they're going to win, like Hillary Clinton, and then they're a basket case afterwards when they lose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> don't believe these polls because otherwise you're going to have a real hard time with the mental uh, aspect of it afterwards. Um, story broke uh, pertaining to McCabe. Give us an update on where are we going with this whole story with the prosecuting FBI uh, fire director McCabe. Well, uh, the inspector general, as we all know, uh, last week issued his report uh, on his investigation in Andrew McCabe and his, you know, habit of lying under oath. Um, and then uh, this week, late this week, issued a criminal referral to the Justice Department, uh, you know, referring, uh, recommending that he be prosecuted for, for lying to the FBI under oath, which, by the way, you know, uh, General Mike Flynn, it took virtually no time at all for indictments to be issued again by a grand jury against Mike Flynn, uh, who was alleged to have lied to some FBI agents one time. Well, McCabe is alleged to lie repeatedly to, to FBI investigators. And, you know, it, um, it's going to be pretty mystifying if, he, if the uh, Justice Department does not follow up with a prosecution, because uh, this is a country where everyone's supposed to be subject to the same laws. And so Attorney General Sessions has this on his desk, and uh, it's going to be up to him to proceed. Very interesting, because the people who are there to uphold the law are breaking them. That sure is the way it seems, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I would be, I would like to think, and I do still uh, think, that there will be charges that will come forward on him. And I think it uh, will restore some of the trust that uh, the people need to see, since we know that there was a lot going on uh, that was not... Uh, proper and very unethical and illegal when it came down to, uh, uh, you know, the election and and the president we have right now. So um, hopefully uh, we will see some movement there. But David, that is all the time that we have for this show. I look forward to bringing you back next week. And who knows, maybe by then we'll have a lot more indictments because I believe there's some more coming. Well, there could be. There could be sometime pretty soon now. All right. Well, until next week, thanks for being on the show. I look forward to it. Thank you. And with that, we do have to take a quick break. But when we return, president of San Antonio Pipeliners Association, Michael Johnston, will be joining us. But we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. We'll be right back. In the Oil Patch Radio Show is proud to bring you this week's Energy Minute, produced by shalemag.com. Here's Texas Railroad Commissioner Christy Craddock with your current industry update. This is Christy Craddock, Chairman of the Railroad Commission of Texas, with your Energy Minute. Technology and unconventional drilling has pushed Texas producers to the top of the global oil market. With more than half the rigs running in the country, our Lone Star State produces three times more crude than any other state. Economists believe Texas will make up three-quarters of U.S. energy growth in 2018 with 750,000 barrels of new oil production from the Permian Basin. Increased oil production from West Texas could lead the U.S. to pass Saudi Arabia and Russia as the world's top oil producer as soon as this year. The IEA forecasts that the U.S. will account for 80% of the world oil demand growth in the next three years. This is Railroad Commissioner Christy Craddock, and that's your Energy Minute. Listen to In the Oil Patch Radio and keep up with the oil and gas industry online at shalemag.com. Hey, my good friends over there at Oilfield Experts has been buying and selling sand for years. Go ahead and give Clint a call at 210-471-1923. 
Again, that number is 210-471-1923. You might not know that you actually have money sitting on the ground. So if you have sand, go ahead and give our friends at Oilfield Experts a call at 210-471-1923. And don't forget, if you're in the business to buy sand, go ahead and give Clint a call. He gives very competitive prices. Once again, that number is 210-471-1923. 210-471-1923. And tell them that Kim sent you. The new issue of Shell Magazine featuring Parsley Energy is online now. Visit shellmag.com. That's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. And we're back. Our guest today is Michael Johnston, president of the San Antonio Pipeliners Association. Michael, welcome to the show. My pleasure, Kim. Good to be talking with you. You know, Mike, I I wanted to invite you on because we have a lot of organizations that we do try to highlight and spotlight the great work that they're doing. Uh, A lot of hardworking men and women involved in pipeline. And so I wanted to bring that kind of topic to light. Uh, And of course, what is this association doing and what's its core mission? And so we, we, we do typically try to highlight um, all associations. And so guess what? It's your turn. So <laughs> I'm glad you could join us. Well, it's truly an honor. Uh, the San Antonio Pipeliners Association, we've been, in, uh, we've been incorporated since about 2012. And uh, it was basically a vision to create an association for the San Antonio energy industry that has uh, blossomed basically from the Eagle Ford uh, oil uh, discoveries, and uh, all of the industry that were you know located in Houston. Uh, it, it was terribly inconvenient for a lot of these people here in the San Antonio area and, and South Texas to to have to make all these long trips. So they had a vision to uh, let's spin off our own association and make something here locally that 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 we could build on on the uh, community we could build up the uh, infrastructure for an association to help networking uh, companies uh, be able to have contact with uh, other operating companies and it, and it's really created a, a, a place a meeting place to where people can truly build relationships and not just, uh, you know, try to knock down doors. And it's it's real difficult sometimes on some of these smaller companies to try to get contact. So this creates a really good place for uh, people that are breaking into the industry, trying to get to know people, trying to make contacts. And so our sole mission is to create a networking environment. And by doing that, we we create uh, fundraising events. And through those fundraising events, we, uh, we, we allow our vendors and our people to invite their operators that they would like to do business with to, to build relationships and, and talk about upcoming projects and whatever is, uh, you know, on the top of their mind, what's on their, you know, what their interest is. And so what we do is we, we, with these events, we raise money 
for uh, STEM-related scholarships, science, technical, engineering, and math. Can I ask a question about the associations? Because you have one in Houston and you have one in San Antonio. Are there more associations associated with your association? <laughs> uh, we're, we're, if I could say this way, we're not actually incorporated, but we're, we're basically an industry, almost an industry standard. So in most every region you go to, uh, you're going to find some type of uh, midstream related pipe. We call us pipeliners. Uh, it's a, a very uh, uh, normal term that we use. It's uh, you know heartfelt that we're proud to be pipeliners. Uh, we, we don't work the oil fields. We don't work in the refineries. We work uh, on the right of way. We work out in the wilderness and the woods and the, and the pastures. And, and so, these, you see these um, associations come up. We've got one uh, established in Oklahoma. Uh, there's another one that's uh, fairly new, a few years old, in Louisiana, uh, the western area of Louisiana, southern southwest Louisiana. And uh, recently, they just, the meeting, they just started having meetings in the Permian Basin area. So we're really excited that we had a lot to do with uh helping them get started and, and, you know, starting their mission to, to create the same association to do the same work that we're doing here in uh, San Antonio and South Texas. Very, very good. So the, with all of these different um, associations going, um, you know, I know that the one in Houston is extremely active. Um, South Texas, you, where you are extremely active and, and we've partnered with you guys for years. And part of it is because, you know, Michael, when we go to your luncheons, and that's primarily, well, I shouldn't say that, primarily you have your luncheons, and then you have your events, which we're going to get into in the show, but there's always a lot of people there, and they're from all walks, and, uh, you, you know, when you we, when we've attended your luncheons, you know, first of all, you go to the lunch, and it's got a great speaker and a great topic that's informative, so you you really are getting a value for attending but then also the networking that occurs at your meetings. And then, of course, your fabulous door prizes. I mean, you are always giving away things, too. And it kind of brings people back over and over. So it's like a really big group of folks that are really nice people. <laughs> uh, and so I wanted to say that, you know, um, I moderated a panel for you this last event. Tell me, let's go over, let's go over what was the luncheon for and what did it cover? As for the uh, luncheon that you helped us moderate, uh, it was basically a uh, uh, kind of a team effort. We had got together with uh, some of the uh, uh, departments within like New Star Energy and Valero Energy, and they were looking to try to find a venue and someone to put together this topic talking about, um, you know, trying to work in an, in an environment on a a post Dakota pipeline uh, type uh, environment where, you know, high, everything's highly, more highly uh, regulated and everything's intense. And so we wanted to have this topic. We want to have this conversation. So the San Antonio Pipeliners Association was a great vehicle to, to pull all of these resources together and get us all under one roof so we could have this conversation. And, you know, I do have to say that, I learned a lot, even though my job is to interview experts pertaining to oil and gas. When I moderated that panel, 
it truly was uh, very enlightening of what's coming down the pike. Uh, and when we get back from break, I want to just touch on that topic. But we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Oil-filled experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oil-filled equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oil-filled parts for your fleet maintenance needs, oil-filled experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil-filled experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha Source side-by-side owner study. And we're back. Our guest today is Michael Johnston, who is the president of San Antonio Pipeliners Association. And Michael, before the break, we were talking about this wonderful luncheon that your association put on a couple of days ago that uh, we were asked to moderate uh, in the Old Patch Radio Show. So we appreciate that. And um, the law firm that was there, that was the expert subject, uh, was basically Nasserman's attorney at law, but they're environmental attorneys. And, uh, you know, one of the things that that I really, truly appreciated was how informative they were of helping all of us understand the difficulty it takes to get pipelines approved and what's coming down the pike for a lot of um the pipeline companies and the uh, uh, midstream companies and what they're going to be dealing with and the challenges, you know, when you think about pipelines, it should hopefully give them some reassurance that what we saw on TV made great TV with the Dakota pipeline stuff, but that's not really what's happening behind the scenes with pipelines. They're the safest. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, well, most people in the public, all they see is a pipe being buried in a ditch. But when you go behind the scenes, there's sometimes years of permitting, uh, putting resources and investing capital and that far in advance to uh, prepare engineering. Uh, they do studies. They do impact studies. They, they look into the history of the region to see if there's any uh, cultural impacts. They look at uh, all like, like what we talked about on Tuesday was, you know, the impacts to animals and, and different species that have been put on the endangered species list. All of that is taken into consideration. Uh, then it's, uh, you know, then there, there's always this real careful element of working with landowners and property owners and different, you know, you just and then the different departments within the state. Uh, and in, and then in, and even the government, if you're crossing over international borders, so there's there's a lot of resources and a lot of money spent just to get prepared before they even start digging and breaking ground. So 
it's a it's a very very complicated situation it is and you certainly should know this because your your real job is you work at howard energy which is a midstream company and so you're 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 dealing with all this stuff so you see it and i think that you know if you think about it there is so much pipeline beneath us and the common uh everyday person just we really don't realize that that there's so there's thousands and thousands of pipelines underneath this and it is the safest transportation vehicle that we should be using. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely the safest. You all are also doing a whole lot of things like uh, you're you're trying to bring in the millennials uh, into the pipeline, if you will, pertaining to energy and make it uh, where they understand there's high paying, great jobs for you here in the energy uh, sector. So talk to us about your young leaders organization. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, We have uh, basically a, a branch of our organization that we really try to impart a lot of what we're doing as an association. We're trying to, uh, you know, empower them and educate them with everything that we know. We we got to pass that down because uh, we. I mean, sadly, I I call myself a young man, but I'm not anymore <laughs> because the the young people that are in the industry today are the in, they are the generation of today. They are the energy industry. And so it's, I have to look at, you know, myself as saying, who can I prepare to replace me? Who, how many people can I, I prepare to, to do my kind of work and my kind of job to carry on this, this really, really good industry? Because uh, you look at the importance of oil and gas in our everyday lives and, and, being a, and, and doing it right, being responsible uh, and having all of this uh, experience, you know, I, I can't just retire and walk away. Uh, I've got too much experience that I can share and impart into somebody else. So with the association, we have that opportunity to mentor young people. We have an opportunity to help them as they, you know, as, as they blossom out of college and they, they've got their degree and they're trying to get into the industry in the right place. You know, we help help them network, try to get them uh, connected to the right companies that would be a good fit for them. Uh, you know, where they want to fit into the in what role would they want to play, and uh, then we start imparting our knowledge and experience and get them involved and in giving back into the community because ultimately the goal, uh, underlying mission of the whole San Antonio Pipeliners is to to maintain the talent right here in in Bear County, uh, South Texas. Uh, you know, we want to keep the good people here. We don't want them to to, to go off to faraway lands like the Northeast and Alaska and all the other parts of the world that are also booming with shell plays. Uh, you know, the the uh, North Dakota and those places. We'd like to keep our people right here. So by uh, inspiring them to give back to their community, they 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 have a sense of loyalty. Well, they actually get a lot done. And uh, when we come back from break, I want to get into now what are they doing and helping the whole entire mission of the San Antonio Pipeliners Association. But we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Have you heard of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, the largest state association in the country? 87 years strong serving independents, and it's right here in Texas. Offices in Houston, Austin, and Wichita Falls. 
Over 3,000 members of all ages like you who are in the oil and gas industry or who have family members and friends who are. Company members range from one employee to large independents. Lobbying, networking events, and saving you money. For a membership tailored just to fit your budget, contact Sandy Simon at S-A-N-D-I-S at TexasAlliance.org or call 281-997-7223. That's 281-997-7223. Hey, my good friends over there at Oilfield Experts has been buying and selling sand for years. Go ahead and give Clint a call at 210-471-1923. Again, that number is 210-471-1923. You might not know that you actually have money sitting on the ground. So if you have sand, go ahead and give our friends at Oilfield Experts a call at 210-471-1923. And don't forget, if you're in the business to buy sand, go ahead and give Clint a call. He gives very competitive prices. Once again, that number's 210-471-1923. 210-471-1923. And tell them that Kim sent you. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Michael Johnston, who is the president of the San Antonio Pipeliners Association. Michael, before the break, we were talking about one of the programs within the association is a program that gears at trying to bring young leaders into um, the association and quite frankly, into the overall energy sector. And it's a huge problem because um, as we see this great crew change, what's what it's basically known for is there's a lot of oil and gas folks that are going to be retiring. And, and, and there is a pipeline that has to be filled with these young dynamic millennials. And, um, so the energy industry is extremely, uh, aware of this and, uh, is trying to do anything and everything they can to introduce themselves to, uh, these young leaders and, uh, your association's done a great job of uh, doing that and and getting these young uh, millennials engaged and active in the oil sector. And uh, I did want to give a little shout out to one of our fans that came up uh, at your luncheon and was a a fan of the show, uh, Cesar Salinas. And uh, he looks like he's one of those younger YPO professionals that are going to really do a lot of great things uh, in helping uh, support the association. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to him and tell him, thank you for being a supporter of the show. But tell me what are these young leaders doing? Because you all do a lot in a year and you give back so much. So we, earlier you were talking about STEM and I know you do a clay shoot and I know you do a golf tournament all year round. You're, you're doing these different things and they're fundraisers. So let's talk about the uh, clay shoot or uh, which one's coming up first. Do you all have, I think it's a clay shoot, right? It's, it's the uh, San Antonio Pipeliners Midstream Classic. This will be our fifth year, and uh, we'll be having it on uh, June 8th at the National Shooting Complex, which is out on the uh, right outside 1604 on uh, it's at I think uh, Roth Road. I'm sure you can find it on the internet, but um, uh, we will be having our 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 
annual sporting clay event, and uh, it's it's one of our biggest events. And uh, we've we, you know, it's it's more than just shooting. We just have a good time because it's such a uh, a good family environment to go out and and shoot some targets. And then we have a lot of raffles and silent auction items, and uh, we give away a lot of door prizes, and we have some terrific food because our food sponsors are pipeliners because we actually bring uh, the companies that have their own food trucks. They sponsor us and they provide the food. And so you can imagine some of the world-class cooks uh, because these contractors don't allow bad cooks on their, on their trucks. So we have (laughs) some of the amazing food. Uh, I even have uh, one sponsor. They sponsor Marvel slab to come out and serve ice cream. So we have a good time and uh, it's a good time for fellowship. We get a good, you know, good relationship building and just have a good time. And we give away some really awesome stuff and we raise really, really good money for scholarships. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to a really good year this year. Well, you know, we have attended some of the clay shoots in the past and uh, actually shot at some of the clays and it was a lot of fun and um, we really enjoyed it. And you are right that there is a lot of opportunities uh, to win some prizes, also raise some money, do some networking, and it's very, very well attended. And these are usually the classic uh, clay shoot is put on by the young leaders along with some mixers that are going on throughout the the year. So you can come and have a cocktail and shake it up and, and, and mingle with some of the young and some of the uh, seasoned veterans uh, in the energy sector. Uh, and then you also do your golf tournament too, which is another fundraiser for your scholarships, correct? Yes, uh, we'll be having a scholarship coming up in November, and then uh, we're going to be doing, which we have at the uh, Hyatt Hill Country Resort, uh, so we spare no uh, no expense on getting the right venue, because that is an amazing golf course, and we appreciate all of the, uh, the hospitality that we receive from the, the that resort. And then we're also having our inaugural uh saltwater fishing tournaments calling we're going to call it the uh, saltwater slam and we're really excited about that that's going to be our first one last year we had it all planned but the hurricane blew it away so we're looking at uh we're really excited about spinning it back up and getting and getting it going because i mean it's twofold yeah we're going to be raising money for scholarships but you know there's a there's a community called port aransas that really needs that revenue so we're, we're excited to be able to put revenue back into the community and uh, also uh, help students uh, avoid some of the student debt and student loans that they have when they get out of school. Interesting. It's kind of, um, I, I wonder, as I look at all of the things that you do, and these are large events that you're putting on, uh, when do all of y'all work? Because it's a 365 <laughs> day out of the year operation you guys are doing and always consistently raising money uh, and giving it right back out in, in, in great uh, different types of uh, programs that are needed. Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't a pleasant a situation so there are and there is a lot of need for uh for giving back out in that area and i'm glad y'all have not forgotten that uh, but michael we do have to take a quick break when we return i do want to get back on the topic a little bit more about uh, your golf tournament and what date is that and then of course the uh saltwater slam you're listening to in the oil patch radio show and we'll be right back <music> 
From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil Field Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. And we're back. Our guest today is Michael Johnston, who is the president of San Antonio Pipeliners Association. And Michael, um, before the break, we were talking about all the different events that you guys get accomplished as an organization. However, you know, it, it... it's always amazing to me to see how much you guys really get done. Um, and there's not a whole lot of you. I mean, you're all volunteers. It's a board. And then, of course, you're young leaders. Um, your golf tournament, and we all know that oil and gas folks love to golf, right? They love to clay uh, shoot. They love to golf. And they love yes. to fish. <laughs> yes. We work hard and we play harder. Exactly. And and it's always for something really to give back. So your golf tournament isn't any different. It'll be towards uh, the latter part of the year at one of the best resorts that uh, San Antonio has to offer. Um, and of course, great networking. We always know when award time uh, comes, you can drink a couple of cold ones and pass out business cards and try to network. So uh, I think that's important too. If you're trying to get your foot in the door, if you are in energy or you're trying to grow your business and it's an energy, um, this is a great opportunity if you golf to come out because uh, you you don't have to just be in oil and gas. You can you can just come and support the organization and become a uh, a golfer in the tournament. And then of course your saltwater slam, which is uh, coming up too. Tell me about uh, your saltwater slam. Saltwater Slam was uh, just, uh, it was uh, initiated last year. Uh, we, we're looking forward to having it this year, I believe, on the 13th and 14th of October. Uh, it'll be like a Friday and a Saturday night. Was, we'll, we'll do is we'll all come into town on uh, Friday night and we'll have registration. And uh, it's more party than registration, so we'll have a nice band. We'll have some good food. And some good time to get caught up and start telling fishing stories and start bragging and placing bets and see who's going to actually make, you know, build up the competition. And then first thing at daybreak, Saturday morning, everybody will hit the water, uh, get in their boats and they'll have guided boats and they'll have unguided boats. And then we'll see who can actually produce the, the, the biggest fish and the biggest stringer. And uh, we'll we'll have a great time. It's a very competitive event, so uh, we have <laughs> I can a, a really really good time. A really good time. So this is going to be in Port Aransas. So is some of this money that's raised is it? Are you going to donate some of this back to the community? Is that what's going on here? Uh, most of the money, uh, majority of the money that is raised will will be going to the scholarships. Uh, the, the money that is the indirect money, which is uh, like for the guides and uh, everybody that comes into town to rent a, a, a hotel, they'll be taken and, and should, they'll be uh, just taking a whole side of a restaurant, uh, you know, to entertain their guests. And so there'll be a lot of money infused that's, that's not actually going through the association. It's going to go directly into the uh, economy right there in Port Aransas uh, with rentals and uh, guide services and and like, like what you're talking about. So uh, we're real, really excited to be able to do that for the community. 
um, because we know they need everything that they can get. That's right. And a lot of people don't even realize that they're open for business. When I, mean, I see a lot of billboards like we are open, uh, we, we're not completely done, but we're open for business. Come on into Port A. Um, want to get into uh, the scholarships you've referenced to throughout the show. Um, these, uh, Tell me about your scholarships. Uh, our scholarship program is we basically just kicked it off. So uh, if anybody's uh, in a STEM related program, which is a science, technical engineering and math, uh, if they have a if they are a member, uh, we would encourage them to be a member. But it's not required, but we would like them to fill in an application, uh, fulfill all the requirements on the application and mail that back in. Our, our representative, our, our scholarship coordinator and committee uh, will be reviewing and, and deciding who gets who gets the money and how we can divide up our funds. Uh, so our bylaws is all the money we raise, we need to eventually divvy it all out into a uh, scholarship one form or another so that we do qualify as a nonprofit. So we're not really rolling over any funds. We're making sure we uh, distribute our revenue as much as we can during the year. Um, a lot of times uh, there are some years that we've had in the past where we only had a handful of applicants and we had a lot of money left over. So we reached out to the local uh, University of Texas San Antonio Engineering Department and they were able to work with us and we put a program together to award uh, scholarships to merit-based students. These students are, are uh, you know, single parents. They're, they're people that really needed some help. They, they were, you know, some of them were writing me letters and, and telling me that, you know, they were on the edge of quitting school because they have to make their, their house payment. And this scholarship came in right at the last, last second. And so when you hear stories like that, it just it just kind of overwhelms you with emotion and you realize that what you're doing has purpose. It's not just to have fun. It's not just to support the oil and gas industry, but you're you're making a difference in somebody's life. That makes perfect sense. And, you know, um, so in just recapping all of these events that you guys do all year round, whether it's the clay shooting, which is around the corner, the golf tournament in, in the uh, fall and of course the uh, saltwater slam all of these all the profits that are made are given back to these merit-based students uh, that need a scholarship and so that being said you guys are doing a great job and i definitely wanted to bring you on the radio show to help you guys with awareness and get your membership hopefully going and uh, get more members in there so that we, we, you all can continue to do great things. But Michael, I want to thank you for joining us today. That's uh, all the time we have for today's show, but I look forward to seeing you again at one of your great luncheons. Kim, thank you. It's uh, an honor and it's a, a pleasure. And I want to thank you personally for all that you do for the San Antonio Pipeliners Association. It um, It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you, ma'am. Well, thank you. And Michael, before you go, can you tell us real quick, where can people go to for more information on San Antonio Pipeliners or to join? Yes, you can join the San Antonio Pipeliners by going to uh, sanantoniopipeliners.org. You can just search for San Antonio Pipeliners and it should get you to a link there. You can also find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. We have some uh, social media pages that you can uh, take a look and see what, we've, what we're what we doing, what we're, 
what's going on and uh, what's been happening. So you get a good visual of of uh, the smiles on the faces and uh, and the work that we do. So very good. Well, thank you again, Michael. Thank you, ma'am. God bless. Well, that's all the time we have for this show. But be sure to like us on Facebook. That's Facebook dot com slash in the oil patch radio show or follow us on twitter at shell mag and if you want to keep up with the latest issue of shell magazine please visit shellmag.com again that's s-h-a-l-e-m-a-g.com and sign up for our free newsletter well that's going to wrap up another great show we look forward to seeing you next week with more exciting news and insightful interviews but until then Adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.